When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Chris Doyle to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, Celtic set the record straight against Kluge with an emphatic home victory. Mohamed El Yunusi proves his worth with a stellar Euro display. Volleyball and golly, how he's so much more than just a cult hero. And we preview the big Premiership clash against Livingston at the weekend. Chris, how are we? Good, yeah. Um, it was a good game last night for... For uh, well, yeah, both both sides, Celtic and Rangers, but yeah, for Celtic, it was uh, it was a great win. Um, you know, there was all that talk about revenge, like you were saying, but um, I think ugh, revenge is a kind of harsh word. I think they just wanted to put things right from the Champions League exit, obviously, and they were just uh, it was a really convincing uh, victory, even though it was the scoreline suggests two 0 but it really could be a lot more. I thought. Yeah, and that that's the thing. It was a bit a big night for Celtic for Neil Lennon. He was very insistent in the build-up. Revenge wasn't on his mind. But Celtic played the game at a real tempo. I think that was the one thing he spoke about, his disappointment for the Champions League qualifier that ended badly, that they were so pedestrian in the first half. But last night, Celtic were right on it from the first whistle. Well, yeah, well, the as you say, the game against um, the first game back in Parkhead, they, um, I mean, there was nothing wrong in terms of like, they scored three goals. So it was obviously like, maybe what they did defensively, but that all came in the second half. So... Yeah, they definitely came out of the blocks really fast last night, and you could see that was obviously kind of Lennon's message. Um, and uh, Edward obviously kind of got the first goal. I think it was around the twenty-minute mark, but it was really it was coming, and they were creating chances kind of right from the off. And yeah, just like pressing Cluj, getting the ball back, and just throwing a lot of bodies forward with Ball and Golly, as you were talking about, who had a good game, um, and El Unissi probably as as well probably had his best game in the Celtic shirt so far. And that's interesting you bring up El Yunus. He's a player who appears at a big price tag when he was brought to Southampton. £16 million he cost for uh, Basel. But Celtic know all about him. Previously he'd played for Molden, caused Ronnie Dyer's team all sorts of problems. Uh, but he's been brought in in a loan spell and it's been the European stage, I think, is where he'll really thrive. He was, he was pretty impressive away to the end. But last night, I think what many Celtic fans are noting is there's plenty of skill there. But there's a lot of hard work, isn't there? This is a guy who's really going to put a shift in for Celtic, isn't it? Yeah, there's obviously something about him, as you say. He went for that money. Obviously, he's just kind of had a bad time of it. So, really, like Celtic could be getting their hands on a player that's almost like too good f- to be there, in a sense. Um, obviously, got him in a loan spell and with the price tag that comes with it. But, um, obviously, there's a lot of competition for places in the left wing with Mikey Johnston. I mean, Scott Sinclair's a bit further down the pecking order, but... It uh, seems like El Unice is, um, he kind of, you'd say maybe with what do you Johnson like him? out, he's kind of cemented his spot. What, what do you um, like style? I think he's just kind of like a cultured player. Like, um, he doesn't necessarily have sort of like that standout feature for a winger. Um, if, you know, if it be that pace or kind of um, a bit of trickery, he just seems to be, got a good football and IQ in terms of just like, 
you can see before he got that ball played back to him that the ball he played forward to Forrest, uh they kind of obviously won the ball back as well so it actually showed good kind of the defensive side of this game won the ball back they were breaking and he just played a, such a great ball for to Forrest to run onto do you know it wasn't right at his feet he just gave him kind of gave him a perfectly weighted ball and then that means Forrest was off and then at that point they had numbers and he just waited kind of you know, he didn't kind of rush into the box. He kind of knew that Forrest would, uh, the ball would almost wake his way to him and then Forrest cut back in. Then there, you know, see there's loads of space in the in the box, um, just the edge of the box. And he obviously had a lot of, um, sort of a lot of luck in terms of, like, took a deflection before he went into the, kind of the, uh, the bottom corner. But, I mean, he deserved his goal because it was really him that started the move in the first place. So, yeah, just I think there's a lot of, a lot of things to like about him. As you say, he had those big nights with with Basel in the European stage, and it seems like that's where he's came to life. You know, you said he had the good showing against Ren, and then last night as well. So, yeah, I think it's looking good in terms of like maybe cementing that kind of that place in the side. Because there's a lot of talk about Incham. You know, he 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 was preferred to, uh, last weekend uh, against Hibs, but obviously they only drew one each. So, and that's very interesting yeah. because that changes where Ryan Christie plays in the team. Oh yeah, for if sure. If Incham's in the team, Ryan Christie becomes part of the front three. If Incham drops out, Christie goes to his number 10 playmaker position, which I think is a role he prefers. But there was a real verve and swagger, wasn't there, about Celtic last night. The atmosphere at the... I think for Celtic in Europa League, it's not... No one's ever got to convince you it's a Champions League, but these Europa League nights have their place. And Celtic fans at the end of the day enjoy their team being competitive. And this is a competitive group they're involved in. Uh, I think for Celtic last night, the, the disco lights were on. It was a big atmosphere. There was revenge was in the mind, especially in the stands. Uh, and that was noted for the the first whistle really yeah. another player who I think was excellent um, and he's, he's more than just a Twitter hero with Celtic fans changing their, <laughs> their Twitter handles to uh, serenade their left back volleyball and golly um, he started okay a couple of decent games then he really struggled in the opening couple of months of the season but now he's really looking strong powerful he, he looks like a changed player doesn't he Chris? Yeah um, yeah really just looks a different player Um Seems like it's just confidence, and it shows how big a thing that is in football and just in players in general. You know, he was just didn't have that at the start of the season, and he had a f- made a few mistakes, and then all of a sudden he looked kind of a bit kind of rattled by that in those yeah, games. That's, but that's then it seems like that's completely gone, and he's just like completely expressing himself in terms of like bombing forward. You know, you know, his defense side of the game maybe isn't as the best side, but you know he's doing a solid putting in a solid shift and he's, his work rate is brilliant and just seems like he'll run for days <laughs> I think that's a good way he that shot last night as well that's a player with confidence just after yeah. it had uh, gone one uh, Celtic were 1-0 up and he was able to take the ball and he had a shot with outside his left foot and that's that would, wouldn't have happened a couple of weeks ago this is someone who's really thriving in the atmosphere and he was I think Neil Lennon spoke in the summer especially just when he was bedding him into the team uh, about how it might take a bit of time and obviously in the first game against Kludge he was left on the bench Cal McGregor played left back but and last night he proved that he was a man that it would always be difficult to fill Kieran Tierney's shoes but he proved last night he's certainly capable of operating at this level Yeah well I think you say like you can tell when a player's like full of confidence and with ball and goal he certainly is because he was um, instead of you know maybe cutting back you know playing the ball backwards he's just he's always thinking about his moving forward and you've seen that with the goal you know he made that run in behind and what a pass it was from McGregor to find him but do you know what like he's kind of now he's making those runs in behind you know overlapping and then as you, as you rightly said that shot with the outside of the left foot it was almost just instinctive because like, I think Edward kind of 
broke into the box. It kind of just fell to him, and then he just took it first time. And he was honestly, so unlucky not to actually go in. It was just over. So, um, yeah, just a, a different player. I don't think he's yeah tearing his shoes as your bits as yeah. Doubt he's gonna maybe fill those, but he's certainly putting a good shift. And he's keeping Greg Taylor out of the team as well because a lot a lot of people thought maybe when Greg Taylor comes in, he, Taylor would be used for these European games because he's got he's more defensive minded. But Lennon stuck with with the man he signed first. And that that's a good point. Obviously, his, his cross to the the goal was sumptuous. It was absolutely perfect for Edward. And that again, he's been threatening. He's as much as he's there's a different style of player to Kieran Tierney. He's got a lot of similar uh, characteristics. He likes these instant balls into the box. These low crosses, and they can cause panic in uh, defensive line. Even the second half, in particular, he was he was basically playing as an auxiliary left wing, and he was so far up the pitch, especially in the last half hour. It was impressive for ball yeah. goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I and. Yeah, that ball for Edward, you know, that was the only way that Edward was going to get get onto the end of it. You know, he had to kind of, you know, it was almost like he just dinked it, loft it, just to evade the defender's kind of head. And then it was just, Edward could miss, do you know what I mean? It was on, put on a plate for them. But, you know, so often you would maybe see them when that ball's kind of going out, out for the, to the byline, you just kind of like someone just kind of lashing it across and then again cleared. But no, I think like it was well kind of fought out in terms of like he was like this is obviously how Edward's going to get on the end of this and it was just like a brilliant piece of quality and as you say in the second half as well he was just kind of rampaging forward and Celtic obviously had a lot of the ball but um, yeah he seems like that I think that's why he was brought to the clubs when Celtic have that they're on top of games if it be a homer in the league you know they have all that possession then you know he can kind of push forward and it really just gives like sort of Celtic that uh, kind of another dimension in a sense of just being like kind of that constant threat down the left hand side which with having him so far forward which is can only be a good thing there's always got to be comparisons about Neil Lennon style Brendan Rodgers style now Brendan Rodgers spoke at length about being able to impose himself on the European stage they would go toe to toe with some of the best teams in the continent but never quite materialised uh, for Rodgers during his spell sometimes Celtic were outgunned the teams with a better technical ability were able to pass them off the park and ultimately win especially Paris Saint-Germain Bayern Munich Barcelona there was some heavy defeats but Neil Lennon's got a knack of mixing this kind of what you'd call, almost call educated pressure where Celtic are still attacking they're getting bodies forward but there's a physicality about their style of play as much as Rodgers has obviously got his qualities he's striving with Leicester this season is Lennon more suited to success for Celtic in the continent do you think? I think, yes he is, but I think you're right, looking back to those kind of that Rodgers spell, you know, there was they were in the Champions League for um, a couple of those years and yeah the the first two anyway and the, the some of the opponents they got drawn against were very difficult so it was Do you think always going to be a hard challenge but I think as much as Lennon, as you say in the Europa League, it's early stages yet for Lennon for that you, there's obviously the kind of less competition but when you actually look back to Lennon's, like this is when you kind of look back to his first spell with the club, he actually has got kind of that proven track record of maybe like putting up a good, like good fist of it in you that, yeah. you know, because he had some of those good runs with him the first time. I know that's a long time ago, but it seems like that's kind of Last continued. Last 16 Champions League, yeah, so 10 points in the group stage. It's very impressive. Do you think, putting you in spot here a bit, do you think Celtic would have suffered such heavy defeats if Lennon was in charge in those Champions League games away to Paris Saint-Germain uh, home to Paris Saint-Germain as well and of course Barcelona away 7-7-5 seven, seven probably not He's a, as much as you say how good Rodgers was and with like kind of his philosophy with passing the ball and kind of attacking he just seemed to kind of lack that kind of 
tactical approach in Europe in terms of like maybe to shut up shop or just kind of that da- it could be damage limitation and then the day you want to get beat 7-0 on Europe but just like you see what happened to Spurs the other night do you know what I mean it's just it's just it, it's embarrassing you do want to put up a good you know just be in the game for as long as possible and a lot of those games Celtic were just out of it instantly and they were good teams but I, I can see what you say I do think Lennon would the way he sets his teams up like if they need to go away and get a result like they did against Ren, he will set his team up accordingly and put put them in a good position to at least be able to achieve that I mean it's not going to work out every time but especially against those difficult teams like the Rodgers the Rodgers teams faced but um, I do I do think you you have a point there I think that he's sort of sort of maybe just his tactical approach more pragmatic um, style of management and now we turn to the main man Odson Edward <laughs> who is specialises in making the difference in these big games big nights uh, for Celtic last night was no different he obviously got his goal but it's his hold up play I think the first night this really came to prominence was Leipzig last season in the group stage he's always he's got so many qualities running at defenders timing of his runs he's ice cool finishing but now he's got a real edge about him, physicality. He's got the bandage wrap in the wrist that shows that he's happy to get in the wars. And last night he caused Kluge all sorts of problems. That side of his game, what, what did you think of it? Were you impressed with his physicality, his ruggedness, Chris? Yeah, his hold-up play was exceptional. It just seems like the ball's kind of glued to his feet so he can take it in, just like turn the defender and just kind of go go at them and just cause like all the all sorts of problems, to be honest. His... Even though he scored one goal, like he was really just the heart of everything for Celtic in terms of them going forward and being kind of a threat. So he could have got a few more, but really everything, yeah, everything good that Celtic were producing, sent, um, I think kind of just ended up going through Edward, which can only be a good thing. But you're right, he seems to come alive with these kind of, you know, if it's against Rangers scoring the goals or if it's uh, in, in Europe, he seems to just seem to rise to the occasion. Maybe, I don't know, like, I think he can still do it in the league and stuff, but it seems like, I mean, I don't think Celtic fans will be complaining that he's doing it against in the big game during a Scottish Cup final. But yeah, he's really nine goals this season, I think, so far. And um, he's just a, a brilliant player. Yeah, you, you, it does seem like he has that other level um, to take, just in terms of if that's maybe just going on a, a ridiculous run, if it's like, you know, just a you know, a couple of hat-tricks like on the spin or something, I could see that happening or if it's just maybe, you know, if his hat's reaching 30 goals this season, but certainly the potential's there. Um, yeah, you've, I think there, there is more to come because this is not just his, he seems like he's, just, in terms of a striker, like he's got kind of everything you would want in terms of like, you're right, his hold-up play, physicality, speed. He seems like he's obviously going to act to find the net as well. So yeah, just another brilliant performance from him. So, now we turn to as well the group itself so Lazio were victorious last night uh, that was a comfy behind win against Ren. Uh, and the Italians uh, are priming themselves for a double header against Celtic that's got a real glamour about it and obviously Europa League there's plenty of big hitters involved in the tournament as we can see this year like Arsenal Manchester United are involved as well uh, but Lazio have got a bit of name appeal it's not a team Celtic have overly familiar with it in terms of previous mm-hmm. European competition so it's something fresh it's something new this has obviously got to decide how this group pans out these matches between Celtic and Lazio and Celtic for the first time any time they have qualified they've always been the team who's finished second and there's, obviously that's an achievement in itself but Celtic there, there seems to be an, an opportunity here maybe to go on and grasp this group and maybe win it and that would obviously change 
who they could potentially face in the last 32. Obviously, we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves, but we're allowed to do that because we're only talking about it. But the, this doubleheader feels really pivotal, doesn't it, for Celtic against Lazio? They obviously come to Celtic Park first and then a, a, a glamour trip to the Stadio Olimpico as well. How do you think those two games are going to go? Yeah, I think you're right. The the home game, the first game coming up, I think that's important, if, isn't it? I, I think it's good. I think it's good for for them that they're they've got that first. If they win that, then all of a sudden they're in seven points. And I just think they're in a, as you say, potentially finishing first. But I think they're in just ha- at the halfway stage, such a good position to qualify with seven points out of ten. Um, and they would have to really you know results would have to go against them in in terms of like they wouldn't have to pick up that that much many more points uh but i just think that you know Lazio. i just don't think Celtic will fear them going into that game because as much as Lazio are a big name they have big players like uh immobile savage um and so on um i just think that you know they lost to Cluj in the, the first the the first match day so Celtic be close there so they must be thinking like they're, they won't be in. They're not in that great shape. Obviously, on their day, they can be a good team, but they came behind last night against Rennes as well. So I just don't think Celtic will be going into it with like really with any fear. Obviously, the trip to Stadio Olimpico that's going to be a, a much tougher game. But I think they'll be able to get get a glimpse of them in the the, the home game first, and then obviously kind of prepare accordingly, depending on that result as well, and kind of how Lazio set up. So I think Lennon will be thinking so far ahead to the the. the the next game, but as you write, I think as a grand kind of scheme of things, like looking at a bigger picture, the actual double header of Lazio will be huge, and how if if they progress from the group or where they'll finish. And um, but I think the home leg is huge, and I, I think they they can be confident they can get a result based on last night's performance. Anyway, yeah, for sure. And just a quick note: obviously, Celtic fans were heartbroken when he left in the summer, but Kieran Tierney announced his arrival on the European stage last night. He's not a player. Um, it's still a difficult <laughs> touchy subject for some Celtic yeah. fans but I think for a player who is one of their own uh, to go out and show their worth I think the, the reviews are in and it's nothing but uh, 10 out of 10s for his performance he, he looked exceptional his, his level of play, his speed that's what was really no- noticeable at the start of last season he appeared to pick up an extra yard of pace before the injuries slowed him down and last night he, he looked like the best player in the park for Arsenal were you impressed with Tierney's display? Yeah, um, I think it just makes it even more impressive that he's like the fact he's been out, like not kicked the ball for four to five months. You know, um, that double hernia operation, then the groin injury. So he's it seems like he's been almost like you know been playing football for a good like few months. You know, it doesn't seem like he's a player back from like essentially a long term injury. But yeah, the fact is kind of turn of foot speed like in his his delivery of for the first goal was uh, for Martinelli it was absolutely brilliant and then just the full game um, he was I think I seen him like kind of square going with a couple of the well, that's when he's <laughs> that would just endear himself to the, that the Arsenal summer. fans because it's shown like uh-huh. you know there have been kind of you know Arsenal being kind of critical of not having that spine you know just kind of a soft touch yeah a bit so but I think they're they're going to absolutely love having him and Celtic fans I think that's why obviously Celtic fans were absolutely gutted he left because he had that approach for Celtic as yeah, well he set the tone in big games he did he? yeah but his yeah going back to his performance last night it was just um, it was just brilliant to be honest and he seemed to be everything good going forward for Arsenal seemed to be coming down that left hand side and I think it's just a matter of time before they like obviously they want to be careful with him and his recovery but 
I mean, based on his two performances, one, the other one against Nottingham Forest in his debut, I mean, I'd be kind of, I'd be think if I was Unai Emery, I'd be thinking about putting him in like straight away this weekend, mm-hmm. um, or at least trying to embed him into the first team because he's shown he's good enough, and there's was class matches behind him like. Arsenal defence needs Tim's help. Life, was he? He's not absolutely not, and I just think he offers more going forward and sort of for um, defending. And yeah, Arsenal's the backline need yeah need reinforcement badly. Good I think as they can get. Yeah, so exactly. And so and the other point about Tierney's big impression in in his opening couple of games for Arsenal is a good sign for Celtic and Scottish football as well. Mm-hmm. You sell a player for a lot of money, twenty five million in Tierney's case, and we proved to be a hot commodity, someone to. Virgil van Dijk, Victor Wanyama. I mean, these guys go down south. Mr Dembele is obviously pressing it on as well for Celtic. If they're selling these players for top money and the price continues to rise and these guys are going and proving that they are as good as their price tag, that will mean in time Celtic obviously don't want to lose players. But if they are going to lose players, they want to lose them at market value or above market value. That's a positive sign, isn't it? If Celtic's players who are going down, they are impressing. And if the big teams come calling again for the next batch of stars, Celtic will once again be able to get the right price. That's a big thing for a club at Celtic, isn't it? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Celtic got £25 million for Tierney, but there was a lot of kind of belief that the for maybe wasn't for his injuries they could have like held out for more like do you know what I mean like compared to other prices going in England so I think handicapped by the fact that, that Scottish it completely football. is so that I think that's just kind of the general point I was getting to there's if it's Tierney going for twenty five million or McGinn going for like what three four and a half or something like that uh, whatever like Scottish football is good value for money like I don't know why teams are I mean not that. You know, like if you're a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan, you want your talent getting poached <laughs> like all the time. But I don't know why other clubs aren't looking looking to the market because there's a track record, as you say, of these players moving on to bigger things. And I think Tierney is just one of them, but there's so many like other players. But I think like you're just getting good value for your money compared to sort of elsewhere, especially especially in England. So I think it's good overall for uh, Celtic and for Scottish football that these kind of these players are going down and test themselves maybe more competitive leagues and they're essentially thriving and they're they're stepping up to that challenge so from the glitz and glamour Europa League it's a back to premiership duty the weekend a trip <laughs> to the Tony Macaroni Arena for Celtic and they'll be playing one of the more unique teams in Scottish football Livingston they've got a style of play many compare it to a team like Wimbledon for the 80s or the crazy gang style of football where they know exactly what they're doing it's direct it's in your face but Livingston have got a track record of getting results but they've lost a couple in the spin here Celtic know the importance of winning games they dropped points against Hibs last week they still have a one point lead over Rangers there's a real importance about getting a victory on Sunday against Livingston isn't there for Celtic Chris? I think so it's, uh, there's always that chance that a game so the game following a Europa League uh, match can that can be a potential banana skin but I don't really see it being that case. As they say, Livingston have had a kind of poor run of late, but I think they overall have had a good start to the season just because they lost a lot of players in the summer. But you say that kind of that plastic pitch isn't easy to play on. You've seen uh, Rangers like the other week in the Betfred Cup. I think they only won one now. So do you know what I mean? Like they're always just kind of you know where you're going to get. As you say, they're going to really like set up behind the ball and make it really difficult for Celtic so they will need they can't just expect to turn up and get a result they're really going to have they're going to have to put in a, better, a much better performance than they, get, they, they did against Hibs anyway so it'll be interesting to see if Lennon after obviously the result last night if he sort of makes 
make some changes to the team to bring that freshness. Um, what about a name for you, Vakin Bio? Uh, he's as direct as they come. He appears obviously suspended uh, Thursday night, didn't play against Coach, but he, he seems tailor made for a game. And the uh, Tony Macaroni Arena, like big, physical, strong. Yeah. Livingston like to rough up. Uh, other teams and Bio can do the same for Celtic. It gives Celtic a different option, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, actually, just maybe also a good idea just to maybe holster Edward because you don't want him picking up something there. But yeah, as you're right, I don't think, but then putting in Bio would honestly be a, a pretty good sort of replacement because it seems like that He's game. He's rewriting the Celtic script a bit here, yeah. isn't he, Bio, in terms of there's maybe an impression going into the summer that the Celtic have been stung the past with a few misfiring strikers that maybe mm-hmm. wasn't up to scratch, but. Lennon likes him he likes having him about the team he's, he's got a bit of energy he was very good against Hearts I know both goals got getting taken off him and he was he was good against Partick Thistle as well and he's big strong good in the air all these things but his link up play was decent there's more strings to this guy's bow isn't there there definitely is but I think his kind of aerial presence is probably his his biggest strength and you see that, that game against Partick Thistle where, um, where he scored his first goal um, it almost says like he weeps like Henrik Larson. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> that's a that's big a, high a praise. praise but I mean, it seems like Celtic can obviously adapt to almost like a different style of play when he when he's in the team because they were they had just they were just continually getting the ball out of out of the wings and just firing balls in from and it just it, it was working so they just like kept going. Eventually, he got got his header and his goal. So it seems like yeah, that may be well suited to the game of the weekend against Livingston where you can be more direct um, against a team though, but it's going to be difficult to play kind of in between the lines so I could see that you're right I could see that happening but I think overall like there is more to his game than that in terms of he seems a good finisher and he also has sort of a he seems to be pretty good with the ball at his feet as well so it seems definitely obviously a prospect for the future but it seems like he's getting in obviously Griffiths has been injured but it seems like you know that spell he's had out I think uh, Bio seems to be sort of second choice anyway behind Edward is for uh, for the striking options that's a fair point so just before we head off Chris can we get a prediction for you for the big game at the weekend um, I think it'll be tight but I would say Celtic will, will get the win um, just based on last night's performance there's going to be some Obviously, sort of good vibes from that. Um, I think it'll be 2 0. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us today, Chris. That's all from us this week. We'll be back next week to talk all things Celtic. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.